Volunteer State. It's time to join the nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of Rivals and Ballquest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Breaking news and giving expert analysis. For the next hour, Chris and Austin will take your calls on college athletics around the SEC and the nation. College football, basketball, special guests, recruiting, and more. The nation. Hosted on location by Texas Roadhouse. Sponsored by Mortgage Investors Group. Celebrating 30 years and the number one lender in the state of Tennessee. Learn more at MIGonline.com. By Texas Roadhouse, your home for legendary food and legendary service. 12 area East Tennessee restaurants. By Marathon. Want to get a full tank of freedom? Stop by your neighborhood Marathon station. Marathon. Fueling the American spirit. By Blue Bunny Ice Cream. Available in Neyland Stadium and Thompson Bowling Arena. By Tennessee LASIK Associates. Proud supporter of the Tennessee Volunteers. See the difference with Tennessee LASIK and by Coors Light, the world's most refreshing beer. Coors Light, made to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Distributed across the volunteer state by Cherokee Distributing. The Nation is also brought to you by... Outstanding Sunday afternoon for everybody. Sunday evening as we head toward the evening. This is Chris Slow, and you know sometimes remember the old Rocky movies when you know, Rocky two and, and or actually it's Rocky three when when he hooked up with Apollo Creed and said you know sometimes you go back to your beginnings, back to your roots. We're going back to our roots tonight here on the Nation. Is my partner tonight, and I've been blessed to have a lot of great partners in this show, John Bryce, Austin Price. Tonight we go back to the original the. Brent Hubs. Brent, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good. I thought you were going to call me Clubber Lane. No, no. I wasn't just, sure where you were remember going. When, when, remember when Apollo Toss says, man, you got to go back <laughs> to your beginning. you go back to your roots, where it all started. Does anybody like the Rocky movies better than you do? That's the that's the main I like them. question. I like them. I like the Jaws. I like the original Jaws even better. I'm, that, I'm a product of the 70s, man. <laughs> 70s and 80s. But uh, it's great to have you aboard. Of course, Absolutely. we started this show together. I, don't, I always debate how many years back we did this show. I know we did it. It was. It's been at least what thirteen, fourteen years, right in there. Yeah, it's been a while. So that's. I mean, it's. I, I could make a joke, but it'd probably make a lot of Tennessee yeah. fans mad. But uh, Tennessee football was a lot in a lot different place when we started this program some thirteen, fourteen years ago. Just a little bit, for sure. Just um, a little bit. And and you were, of course, you were at the swamp yesterday. You saw. Uh, what seems to happen now, or what has happened now on an annual basis, Florida beats Tennessee. That's 14 in the last 15. The Gators not only beat Tennessee, but beating them down 34-3. And I, I don't think, you know, most realistic people that I talked to, sort of there was hope that Tennessee could go down there and win the game, but I don't think a lot of people thought Tennessee was just going to walk in there and win the football game. But I think most people felt like and hoped that Tennessee would at least compete, Brent. Tennessee wasn't even competitive yesterday. No, that that one yesterday, and maybe it's because Tennessee only scored three points, Chris, but that one yesterday is reminds me the most of the 94 game where Tennessee was shut out at home. 
31 to nothing and, and just w- was not a factor in there. Now, I know that, you know, Urban Meyer beat Tennessee worse, I guess, in, in um, 2007 uh, when, when, when they scored 56 on Tennessee and, and ran them out of uh, Gainesville that night. But uh, that, that game was just yesterday. It was just. It just didn't. You never felt like Tennessee was going to have a chance to drive the length of the field and, and put points on the board. They just, they just couldn't do it. And then Tennessee had zero answer uh, defensively for what uh, Florida was doing. It was, it was, it was a tough afternoon of football to watch for Tennessee fans for sure. And as you go into a bye week now, and we'll talk about this throughout the hour. The, the problem that that you have with Tennessee, the, that fans have, that um, I'm sure some people in the program probably have right now is. What's Tennessee hanging their hat on four games into this season? Who are they? What are they? What can they do? Who can they be? What What do they do well? What do you hang your hat on? It's hard to answer that question today. Well, all fans want some semblance of hope, you know. And, and what? Who do you look at? What do you look at with this football team that offers you hope? And I think that's probably the fairest way to put it right now. We certainly would like to thank our presenting sponsor, Mortgage Investors Group, for helping bring you the nation each week. MIG is celebrating being in business for 30 years this year. They're also the number one lender in the state of Tennessee, number one USDA Tennessee lender, and the number one THDA lender. Let them put that experience to work for you. Are you a first-time home buyer? Um, you know, if you are applying for your first home loan, it can seem like a daunting task, but don't worry. Mortgage Investors Group will be here every step of the way. Let our experts help you get started on the path to home ownership. 100% financing is possible to take you from renting to owning. Call our friends at Mortgage Investors Group to see if you qualify based on bar qualification. Mortgage Investors Group is committed to helping Tennesseans fulfill their dream of home ownership. Their mortgage experts will find and structure the mortgage that best fits your needs and achieves your goals. Mortgage Investors Group wants to be your home lender. Are you buying a new home? Do you need to lower your home loan payments? Maybe you just need to pull out some cash out of the equity in your home. Let Mortgage Investors Group work for you. Go to MIGonline.com for the office nearest you. Equal housing lender, license 109111. So, Tennessee now a week off, Brent. I'd say a much-needed week off, given uh, that beat down yesterday in the swamp before. gets a little easier for them. <laughs> wow. What a month. I mean, you know. Georgia comes to Knoxville in two weeks. A Georgia team that, tell you what, I, don't know, I know you were en route flying back, but. That Georgia-Notre Dame game last night, a tough physical game, two football teams. That, Georgia wins by six, but Notre Dame a lot better and, and, and certainly gave a much better accounting of itself than I think a lot of people thought they would in just an incredible environment. Yeah, just a, an unbelievable environment. Actually, we watched that game, um, and you know, I saw Brian Kelly's quote today. The Notre Dame head coach said it was the most physical game he's ever been a part of. And uh, you know it was it was high level intensity. It, it was well played. Um, the respect Notre Dame had for the Georgia defense was pretty incredible. That that series, when when Notre Dame scored their first touchdown on, on the fourth down play, you know how many times in our lifetime have you seen Notre Dame with first and goal to four and they don't run the football because they don't believe they can move the football against the defense they're playing. Look, I mean. It, it, it tells you kind of the shift that's going on in the, in, in the world, of, in the game, and kind of what Notre Dame's become. They're a little bit more finessed, spread it out, throw it type deal with Brian Kelly. But if you would have told you 
I mean, somewhere Larry Munson was going, wait a minute, you know, Notre Dame's not going to line up and try to run it down Georgia's throat, and they didn't. And, um, you know, it took them four downs throwing the football to get into the end zone. But um, just a, a, a well-played football game, and, and I tell you what, that's a, that is a very solid, very good Notre Dame football team. They really are. They've got some weapons. Uh, they did a nice job with the tight end work in the middle of the field against Georgia's defense. Uh, but the thing about Georgia that stands out to you is that they're they, – and I mean this in, in, a, in a complimentary way, not in any kind of negative way. They play very violently, mm-hmm. and they play very aggressively on both sides of the ball. They are, they are always attacking you. Uh, they, they come very aggressive at you, and that's the mindset that Kirby Smart's created at Georgia. Um, I tell you what, they're a good football team. It's going to be interesting to watch them develop as the season goes along and see where they're at at the end of the year. Somebody that I respect and trust uh, implicitly in the college football world who knows a lot more about it than I do, talking to them before the show today, said very stated very plainly to me that they felt like right now, and of course it's all going to have to play out, even though Alabama – is getting the benefit of the doubt in the polls. And I sort of agree with him in part because I've been in Alabama now two or three times already that Alabama right now they don't think is right there on the same par as Georgia and LSU because this is an Alabama team that has suffered some really crippling blows on defense. Now, I know everybody says, oh, you know, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not going to feel sorry for Alabama. But they are. this is not the same Alabama football team without Dylan Moses in there at, at middle linebacker. They lost the Ray kid up front. They, they are depleted. I don't know that Terrell Lewis, their edge rusher, uh, who was banged up again this week, will ever be what he was before he got He hasn't played really – well, he hasn't finished the season each of the last two years. They're just not in that front seven. Not that they're not good. I'm not saying they're not good. They are not what they have been. I was at their game two weeks ago in Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, South Carolina was able to run the football some on them. They, they didn't tackle, and they weren't as punishing – on that side of the football, nor do I think this team bloodies your nose running the football on offense like we're used to seeing Alabama. Now, part of that is they've got four of the best receivers on one right. team that I've so seen many, in a long so time. So many weapons. That, they, that, that Tua, who, who can see. It's amazing. When I talk to him, and I've talked to him a bunch over the last two years, I'm 5'11", Brent, and I'm basically looking at him eye to eye. And yet this guy can see the whole field at 5'11", 6 foot, whatever he really is. It's amazing. I was talking to Gary Danielson, the CBS analyst, about that. The way he can see over linemen and find windows to throw the football is just uncanny for a guy his size. And he gets rid of it so quick. He's so strong. And he's, I mean, they have to throw the football sometimes 10, 12 yards for 30, 40, 50 yard gains. Right. And, and so it's a different team. And talking to Sarkeesian, he's brought a different mindset to that passing game. Uh, the way they throw the football, the way they think offensively. I wonder, though, down the road when they start playing some tough teams, and let's be honest, Alabama's schedule the rest of the way not very hard until they they play LSU. When they get into some of those games, LSU, they get into the playoff of Clemson or Georgia potentially in the SEC championship game, playing that way on offense and sometimes your defense. You know, Nick was complaining about his defense playing so many plays against South Carolina. Does that catch up to them if your defense is on the field? Because the offense is such a quick strike offense right. now. If you can't milk that clock a little bit, keep your defense off the field, does that catch up with them later on down the road? Well, I think it's a great question, and I think it's and I think it's interesting kind of where you are in the upper tier of college football because for the last couple of years it's been 
you know, Oklahoma didn't have enough defense to win it in the playoffs. Right. Okay. Outside of maybe Georgia, who's great on defense? I'm going to tell you, LSU's given up a bunch of points. Okay? I'll, tell you, now, I'll tell you who's great on defense is Auburn. Right, but they don't have enough offense to be there. Maybe not. And you know what else they've got? They've got the hardest schedule I can remember right. the SEC in, in ten plus years. Right. Have you looked at the rest of their yeah, schedule? Yeah, it's, it's it's brutal. I mean, it's I mean what they what they have in front of them with the LSU's and the Alabamas and, and Georgia. I mean, it, it is. They got to play at they got to play at Florida, at LSU, and, and then they get a little bit of a break in the fact that Georgia and Alabama come and play them. Right. <laughs> in November. Yeah. No, it's, it's unbelievable. It is. But but my 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 point was when. When you, you tell people in the preseason, everybody's talking about college football, it's boring because the same four teams are going to get in the playoffs, okay? So you say, let's say it's those four teams, okay? Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, okay? In years past, it was, there's, you know, Alabama's going to come in with their dominant defense. And, and, and you look at those three teams, three of those four teams, or look at those four teams themselves, Georgia's probably the best defense of the four, okay? And so... Now you're talking about the playoffs, potentially if it's those four teams, being an offensive show, which is a different approach than it's been the last couple of years. Because even, you know, Clemson had the freshman quarterback in Lawrence, and they could do some things. But that front was so good for Clemson. You know, they're a different team. Than they're they were all in the NFL ago. now. Right. They're a different team because defensively they're different. Alabama, as you pointed out, why they're a different team is different. Oklahoma is still Oklahoma because they can put up a million points. But, but look, they, they have some defensive deficiencies because you do in that league. I think it's fascinating to watch. It's an offensive show right now. And so who's going to emerge as the elite defensive teams late in the year? Is it only Georgia? Can Auburn do something? Probably not with a young quarterback in that schedule. Can LSU find themselves defensively? You know, how much it's, it's better does po- Alabama yeah. get defensively with the young players? Some of those points against LSU, certainly this week came when the, when the game was already over, it, you know, a little bit in garbage time. And then, of course, Texas is a pretty good football team. Mm-hmm. They are. With, with a really good quarterback. All those teams you mentioned, the common denominator is you got quarterbacks who are difference makers. And, and you throw in Justin Fields at Ohio State. You know, you throw in Jalen Hurts at Oklahoma, Tua Tagovailoa at Alabama. Uh, Joe, what Joe Burrow has done. You know, he's thrown 17 touchdown passes already this season. You know how many touchdown passes LSU threw all of last season? 17. Wow. Well, he's, he's over 1,000 1, yards throwing the football in four games as well without any difficulty. I mean, you, you know, your, your point, and, and it'll circle back around to Tennessee as we go throughout the show here, but, but you, you know, you look around all levels of football. I don't care if it's, I don't care if it's the NFL the college game, high school game, or whatever, okay, the, the the best teams are the team that has an effective quarterback. Now, may, maybe he's not a guy who throws it 50 times a game and throws for seven touchdowns. Because it covers up other deficiencies right. on your team. But an effective, effective quarterback play. You do not win at a high level in football, at whatever level you're trying to play at. If you're a high school team going for a state title, if you're trying to go – for the Lombardi Trophy, you're not going to win if you don't have effective quarterback play. That's where Tennessee's struggling at, and that's where you're talking about LSU's in a different conversation right now than they've been in years past because of what Burroughs is doing in the quarterback play they're giving him. Same for Oklahoma. Same for Alabama. Okay. Same for Fromm. I mean, th- that's the thing you got to have. You got to be able to have effective quarterback play to be successful. And everybody, and of course, it's, it's been a topic since last year, the quarterback play at Tennessee with Jarrett Garantano is, you know, he's just not a guy that's going to be able to get it done. Listen, Tennessee's got a lot of issues on this football team right now. They can't keep anybody 
in front of them in the defensive secondary. If I see another receiver run past Tennessee's defensive backs for a touchdown, I mean, I think most Tennessee fans just want to scream because it's becoming a weekly thing. There's a lot of things that are going on. They haven't run the football real well. But quarterback play, and that's why I think we're going to we're go up against a break. We're going to have Andy Staples with us in the next seven. Andy, of course, we knew Andy back when uh, Andy was uh, – Told us all what to do on the beat when he was in Chattanooga. Now he was a young pup, a young pup, an outstanding writer for the Athletic. Wrote a great story, a story I think that puts in context from someone who was here when Tennessee was rolling. He covered this team when Philip Fulmer had it rolling. Uh, he was at the at the swamp uh, yesterday. You want to talk a little bit about where this, what's fact and what's fiction a little bit with the Tennessee football program? I would implore you to go read his article yesterday in the Athletic. We're going to have t- uh, him on the other side in the second segment joining us on the show. But, I, I, Brent, I do believe that it's it's we're at the point now where we're going to see Jeremy make a change in, in some capacity and let the Mauer kid play. And at least I'm not saying you go you know wholesale and, and tell Jared Garantano you're done, we don't need you anymore, because that's a, that's a dicey proposition. Because if you do that and you lose him for the rest of the season or he decides to say, you know what, I'm going to shut it down I'm going to go play somewhere else. And all you're left with is a freshman. So, you, it's a little bit of a tightrope there for Jeremy Pruitt, but I think you at least got to see to some degree what Maurer can give you. Well, offensively, you got to find something to hang your hat on, okay? And and, and to do that, you've got to find you you got to have effective quarterback play, okay? They're they're not going to be a dominant run team, okay? You know, it, you can talk about these young players they're playing and how much better they're getting and how developed that you know how much more they're developing up front or this that or the other. It, it all it's not going to be visible to anybody until you get more effective quarterback play. And until you can make a play, throw in the football, you know, and and, and get it to playmakers and, and go, you know, be successful with, with your quarterback play. It's just, look, I don't, I don't, and I'm not sure Mauer's the answer either. They just don't have an answer right now at the quarterback position that can make them an offense that's going to put the ball down at the 20-yard line against a quality SEC opponent, a quality SEC defense, and drive the length of the football field on a consistent basis and score. Tennessee's next four games, again, they're off this week. Then Georgia comes to Knoxville on the 5th. Mississippi State comes to Knoxville on October the 12th. Uh, and then it's Alabama on the road October 19th. And then South Carolina to close out the month of October Excuse me, in Knoxville. So let's go ahead and take our first break here on the nation. We'll be back on the other side. We're at the Texas Roadhouse. We'll be joined by Andy Staples of The Athletic. We always look forward to Sunday night. We certainly appreciate you spending part of your Sunday evening with us on the nation. I think the other thing is it's great coming to see our friends here at the Texas Roadhouse. We're at the Knoxville Center location tonight. Texas Roadhouse is your home for legendary food and legendary service. There are 12 area East Tennessee restaurants. Are you hungry for a great deal? Texas Roadhouse features 11 early dine entrees for less than $10 on Mondays through Thursdays until 6 p.m. You can choose from the six-ounce sirloin barbecue chicken, pulled pork dinner, and many other favorites. Texas Roadhouse is your home for hand-cut steaks, fall-off-the-bone ribs, made-from-scratch sides and dressings, fresh-baked bread, ice-cold beer, and legendary margaritas. When it comes to the Big Orange, you want the score to be ahead at the end of the game. The same is true in flooring. That's why you want to trust Frazier's Carpet One, whether it's carpet, hardwood, luxury vinyl tile, or more. With Frazier's, the score will always be ahead and in your favor. So give us a call at 546-4850. Everything for the floor, from the score you trust more, 
Frasers. Right now, you can get five cents off every gallon of fuel every day. That's five cents off every gallon with Make It Count rewards from Marathon. Plus, you can earn points for additional savings on fuel, airfare, hotels, and more. It's quick and easy to join. Just visit makeitcount.com slash radio or download the free app. So start saving today with Make It Count from Marathon. Offer valid only at participating Marathon locations. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. When Chrissy Ray and Chuck Tunkin founded Mortgage Investors Group in 1989, the idea was simple. Help people realize the American dream. 29 years and 115,000 clients later, Mortgage Investors Group is the number one lender in Tennessee. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to do your mortgage, but it does take a promise. At MIG, it is their joy to keep promises. Go to MIGonline.com and let them get started on your American dream today. MIG is an equal housing lender. Mortgage License 109111. The world's most interesting beer is now available this season at Neyland Stadium, the home of the vaults. Enjoy the excitement of Dos Equis Cerveza at your watch party tailgate and now at University of Tennessee home football games. Dos Equis is the official beer sponsor of the college football playoffs, so it's the perfect beer for fall Saturdays in Big Orange Country. Brewed since 1897, it's all about tradition, just like college football. So keep it interessante at Neyland with Dos Equis. Please enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Distributed across Big Orange Country by Cherokee Distributing, proud supporter of UT Athletics. This is The Nation, presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted by Texas Roadhouse. Now, back to Chris and Austin. Hey, welcome back in the show. Chris Slow, Brent Hubbs sitting in tonight, the original Nation co-host. Hope Austin, I guess it's all, I know where Austin Price is. Austin, you know he's not in the Caribbean, but he's, he's at Disney. He's at, he's at Pirates of the Caribbean. He, uh, he's at his version of the Caribbean. You <laughs> certainly hope Austin and his family have a big time with Want to let you know, powered by the TSA theme for the official 2019 Tennessee football fan shirt. It's on sale now. Get geared up for game day and pick up a powered by the TT shirt at all shops on campus or other participating retailers like Alumni Hall, Hound Dogs, Food City, or Cracker Barrel Old Country Stores. You want to go to the phone lines and visit with an old friend? It's like old times. All we need now is, is it, we're going to bring Andy Staples in the show. We need Ward Gossett hanging around. We need Gerald Harrison, now the A.D. at Austin P. guarding the, bait, the, the gate to the practice field, Andy. And it'd be just like deja vu circa 2000, what, one or two? Right in that, right in that time? 2001, 2000, 2001. Now, Ward wouldn't be there because I got hired to replace Ward. So That's it right. would be That's you right. and me and, and Mike Strange and Gary Lundy That's and, exactly right. and, and Adams and, you know, it, Maybe maybe we'll let Griff hang around, maybe not. And, and, and Gerald Harrison guarding the gate. Yeah, absolutely, yelling at us. <laughs> Those are the days, make, man. Make sure we say nice things by Casey Clawson. That's right, the, the, the Iceman. But it, we really appreciate you spending some time with us tonight. Um, and I, I'll tell another story. I, I love when you first came on the beat. Of course, Andy, for those who don't know, played, played a little football for the head ball coach down at Florida. Okay, Andy. And uh, I think the first time Coach Former realized that you were it new was to the first beat, day, Chris. first day, <laughs> and that you had played football at, tennis, at at Florida. Of course, just now think about that time frame, and that's when actually Tennessee and Florida was a rivalry. It was a legitimate rivalry. He pulled it was, it was you aside. also Wednesday of Florida week, <laughs> right? And he pulled you aside and wanted to know now, do you have any strong allegiances to Florida, or what, what's the deal here? And you told him what I said. 
Coach, you have walk-on offensive linemen on your team, too. Do you think they have a lot of allegiance to you guys? <laughs> <laughs> he just laughed. And I think we, we were fine after that. We were good. <laughs> Andy, Andy, I really you, you wrote a good piece for The Athletic on just sort of the – and trying to answer the question that we get a, a lot around here. Of course, I still live in Tennessee. Brent, uh, Brent does as well. And what's it going to take – to, for Tennessee's program, not even to be necessarily elite anymore, but to be relevant. And I think you did your best in your piece. People can go read it on The Athletic to answer those questions. And in short, the answer is probably not what a lot of Tennessee fo- fans want to hear, isn't it? No, there's no magic bullet right now. It's just the roster's in a really bad place, and they are going to have to dig it out. And, and you can't press the reset button and do that. You know, if you press the reset button, you're talking about – probably another three four year project you got to let jeremy pruitt just try to recruit out of it and you know i'm not saying i, I don't know if jeremy pruitt's going to be the long-term answer but he does know what he's looking for in terms of what wins in the sec so you know he can recruit for a few years and then you can reevaluate at the end of three four years see where the roster's at and see how you know if they're improving on field that's great it's not you're still going to have a better roster than you would but, but I know a bunch of people are going to be very upset because, listen, what you saw yesterday is only going to get worse when they're playing Georgia, when they're playing Alabama. It's going to be ugly, and Tennessee fans are just going to be patient with this because I don't think hitting the reset button is going to help. You know, Andy, I think there's, you know, there's the chicken versus the egg you know, approach mm-hmm. there from the standpoint of, okay, Tennessee fans get it. You've got to have more talent. You've got to go get more talent. But if and Jeremy Pruitt and his staff know how to recruit talent, they know how to evaluate. They, you know, they've won in the SEC. But but he's also come from worlds where everywhere he's been was a contender, which makes it easier to recruit. So what's the yeah. adjustment? What's the adjustment? You've covered recruiting for a long time as well. What's the adjustment for Pruitt and his staff in terms of going out and and finding guys? Because you can't walk in the door and and beat out Clemson and Alabama and Georgia head up for a bunch of players right now. The adjustment is, is trust your evaluation skills, and they have those. You just have to kind of adjust them a little bit. Uh, you know, you know if you're Jeremy Pruitt, what 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 it takes to play at Alabama or at Georgia or Florida State during their glory days. So you may not get that guy, but those guys that you would jump up on the table today at Alabama and say, Coach, if we have one more scholarship, I love this guy. Maybe he doesn't fit everything we want. But let's, can we please say this? That's the guy you go after so hard on this one. And also, you can cheat off the tape a little bit of coaches you know, who are also really good at that. You know, look at Mark Stupsik in Kentucky. Look at who he's recruiting. He knows what he's doing. Look at who Scott Satterfield recruits at Louisville. Because you know he knows what he's doing in terms of evaluation. So, I mean, that's the type of stuff you got to do. And, and you've got to win on those evaluations. you gotta, you got to have some guys. And the thing is, a lot of those guys, they're going to really want to play for Tennessee. They, they will be excited that, that Tennessee's interested. And as long as your evaluations are good, your team will be better. Andy, I, I, the other thing, too, that you know, the point, one of the points you make is it's a different landscape, completely different landscape. But this is, it, by no way, by no means is to diminish what Philip Fulmer accomplished at Tennessee. But you look at who – Tennessee is recruiting against now and, and the footprints around them now. You got Dabo at Clemson. You got Kirby mm-hmm. in Georgia. You got Nick in Alabama who's recruiting all over the place. You got Mac Brown 
over North Carolina, and Mac knows every high school coach in this in that entire state. Um, it's it's just completely different. You know, Ed Ogeron down at LSU. There was a time when Tennessee had a pretty good oh, pipeline right down in, down down into Louisiana. You know, Jarvis Rudo was a highly rated offensive tackle. A guy by the name of Peyton Manning was a pretty decent player here. Um, okay, okay, he's okay, but it, it's a different landscape, and I think that's what makes this job even harder. Mm-hmm to be able to go out and, and beat a Georgia head-to-head or beat, uh, beat an Alabama head-to-head yes. or beat Dabo. Oh, I mean, yeah. think, about, think about that national championship team. Think about the team in the 2000s, the guys like Hainsworth. Mm-hmm. They absolutely well, that, loaded Albert's up in the Carolinas. Yeah, Albert's the example I always give. So when they go into Albert Hainsworth's living room in, what was it, 1999, I think he signed, uh, you're saying, hey, come to Tennessee. You're playing on national TV every game. You can't get – like, Clemson and South Carolina can't promise you that. Well, now they can, and Clemson's also awesome to boot. And there's no way Albert Hainsworth leaves the state of South Carolina right now. And that's the part that makes things so much harder. And they had a good pipeline to Atlanta going then. Well, Kirby's going to get what he wants in Atlanta, and then the rest of them you're going to have to fight off Nick Saban and Gus on for let me ask you this. We'll get you out of here, Andy. As you look at Tennessee, and it's, it is going to be a slow, painful process for Tennessee fans. If this thing doesn't get dramatically better this year, and you're, and you're looking at a, I don't know, a 3-9, and nine, maybe a 4-8 mm-hmm. and eight type finish, does that make next year, you think that makes next year Armageddon for Jeremy? Probably. Probably because I think we've, we've generally come to accept that three years is, is the acceptable amount of time. I don't know that that's the case in this particular case. I think it's probably a longer-term project, but that's probably realistic. So it's going to have to be tangible improvement. So let's say it's a 3-9, and 4-8 type season this year. Bowl eligibility next year would be the kind of tangible improvement. And, and you can do that. That's the thing. They, they can recruit well enough this year and develop the guys that they've, had, that they've brought in since they got here to do that. That, that is a reasonable expectation. And if you do that, you build on top of that, suddenly development. Andy, let me let me ask you this in a big picture scheme for, for, for everything. A lot of second-year coaches, not a lot, but some of the second-year coaches around the country aren't having great second-year success, aren't showing some of the tangible improvements that typically you see in year two. Is, is any of that driven by the fact that you can't oversign and so the roster flips harder to do? And is any of that driven by the fact that you have that early signing date, which means when you get the job December 2nd, December 3rd, you've got less than two weeks to go out, evaluate, and try to throw a class together. Is that hurting the the flip of the programs in terms of starting that track back forward in the right direction? Yeah, no doubt, Hubbard. I don't know if the oversigning one is as much because that's been gone for 10 years, but it is much harder because whatever, remember, the last guy, the one who got fired, probably used all his scholarships, and uh, and you don't have anything sitting there to use. Where you know you should, you should be able to you can count back if you save some. They probably don't have any of those in most cases. Uh, so the the second piece, the early signing day, absolutely makes that roster flip harder. And and you're seeing people trying to manage it in creative ways. I think uh, you saw Manny Diaz at Miami this year. They missed on everybody they wanted it out of, out of high school. So they had a ton of scholarships up there, so they just hit the transfer portal hard, which it, it helped serve the purpose that they needed to serve because they had 
class though. They had a tiny senior class. And so they needed to beef up their senior and junior classes anyway. So it kind of worked on, on that end. But that's not going to work every single time. So it, it used to be that you could sign a class. I mean, you had to really rush, but you had two months to, to put together the class. Now that first class is gone. It's not going to be your class. It's whoever committed to the old coach and then whoever you got at the transfer portal. Your first real class is checking. Well, Andy, we appreciate it, brother. Appreciate your time. And, um, Look forward to seeing you down the road. Maybe uh, get a recommendation too. You, you've been known to, to to offer pretty decent recommendations on barbecue joints. A few here and Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Well, you're so you're at Texas Roadhouse right now, so just have some of those rolls for me, please. Oh, I've already had about, about eight every time I go. I've already had about two of them, and they're still as good as they ever were. I can promise you that. <laughs> but we uh, we really appreciate your time, man. Good stuff. Be sure and go to the athletic and read Andy's piece on where Tennessee's program is right now, trying to answer some of the questions that we all get and have gotten now seemingly for about a decade, Andy. Imagine, I tell you what, you got out at a good time because it ain't been a, <laughs> my, my neighbor told me the other day after the BYU game, they all are, are BYU fans and went to the game. She said, she looked at me, she said, I think it's going to be a long year for Tennessee. And I said, Carrie, it's been a long decade for Tennessee. And that's probably the best <laughs> way I can sum it up. But we appreciate never your time, man. No, never it is. Never is. coming soon. That's right. That's right. Okay, Andy. Thanks, Andy. We'll see you, brother. Thanks for the time. Thanks, guys. All right. That's Andy Staples of The Athletic. We appreciate his time. He joins us here tonight on The Nation. We're at the Texas Roadhouse, the Knoxville Center location. A little bit late on the break. That's okay. We'll be back here at the Knoxville Center location, Texas Roadhouse, in just a couple minutes. Underway thanks to our friends at the Tennessee Beef Ministry Council and Food City. Now through October 14th, anyone who purchases a fresh selection of beef with their Food City Value Card automatically becomes qualified to win two tickets to the Tennessee-South Carolina game. That's the Beef Sweepstakes promotion only at Food City. Mortgage Investors Group is the number one residential mortgage lender in the state because they offer superior customer service and their mortgage professionals take pride in finding solutions personalized for you. As your home team lender, the local loan officers at MIG are experts in the market. Whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance, Mortgage Investors Group offers a winning game plan. To get pre-qualified or for information about our locations across Tennessee, visit MIGonline.com. Equal housing lender, license 109111. It takes talent and grit to win a sports championship, and the same is true in flooring. With our master installers and flooring experts, Frazier's brings the best team to your floor. Call us at 546-4850 to win the new floor championship. Everything for the floor, from the team you trust more, Frazier's. This is Dr. Colby Stewart with Tennessee LASIK. It's been a privilege to partner with the Vols for over a decade. Tennessee LASIK has helped thousands improve their vision, including VFL greats, Rajon Neal and Will Overstreet. Are you tired of wearing glasses or contact lenses? Visit TNLASIK.com or call 966-9182 to schedule your free consultation today. Tennessee LASIK wants you to see the Vols in 2020. 
The world's most refreshing beer is now available at college football's best stadium. This season, enjoy Rocky Mountain Cold Coors Light on Rocky Top, now inside Neyland Stadium. So when the action on Shields Watkins Field heats up, Coors Light is there to cool things down because it's made to chill. This fall at Neyland Stadium, grab the beer that supports the balls. Ice cold Coors Light. Celebrate responsibly. 21 means 21. Distributed across Big Orange Country by Cherokee Distributing. Proud sponsor of UT Athletics. You're listening to The Nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of ValQuest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors Group. All right, welcome back into The Nation. Thanks to Andy Staples. Last segment. Again, go read his article, The Athletic, on, on Tennessee football. Let's stay the program right now. And uh, how there aren't any easy answers. And probably the answers that are there are answers that not a lot of people in the Big Orange Nation want to hear. It's time for the Marathon Question of the Week, and you'll be excited to know this, uh, Brent, that your uh, colleague, Austin Price, this is his favorite part of the show every week. All right. With a full tank of freedom, you can find your own highway and discover the true spirit of the American road, Marathon Fueling the American Spirit. All right, a month into the college football season, based on what you've seen, Brent Hubs, across the this great country, who's the team right now? Again, not based on where you thought they were going to be preseason, but based on where we are right now, what that team looks like, how healthy they are or aren't, guys that have developed, et cetera. Who is a team that you at least want to play right now in college football? Um, Tennessee fans probably don't want to hear this. I'd probably say Georgia, based on what we saw last night um, with that test that they had um, against a really a, a, a Notre Dame team that I think is pretty legitimate. Uh, and, and, you know, I don't, I don't think in a big game right now you, you, you probably won't, don't want to play against LSU. Um, again, I think they've got some, some question marks a little bit defensively, but as you mentioned, some of, those, some of those numbers are a little inflated because it's been some late-game stuff. You just know that if LSU can score some offensive points, if it's in a big game, they're going to play at a pitch because Ed Orgeron's going to have them at a, at a pitch that's, you know, really unmatched, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. So I, right now probably would be those two teams. Now, th- those are two of the upper-tier teams. I think Auburn's better, okay, because I think the Knicks kid's getting better. We knew they were going to be good on defense. Um, out on the West Coast, we were talking about in the break, I think Justin Wilcox has done a really good job at Cal. They're a defensive challenge. They don't have enough offense, but they're going to be a defensive headache for somebody to go against. Um you know, and, and, you know, the beautiful thing about this, you know, the game is, you know, you watched that Pitt-Central Florida game yesterday. I mean, who, you know, here's Pitt rising to the occasion, making every play they've got to make to win a football game. You know, I think who else is pretty solid? I don't think they're fast enough, but West Coston's a pretty good football well, team, they too. Are. They like, you talk about it, you talk a team that still likes to bloody your nose. Yeah. Yep. And they like to line if up they can, and bloody your nose. If they can get you into one of those games, then then they're going to be a good team. Now, you get spread them out, you might cause some problems that way, but that's a good football team at Wisconsin that you know, nobody's really talking about. And, and, and from somebody, you know, we both watched college, a bunch of college football leaders, and you always think, well, you've seen it all until you watch that UCLA-Washington State game last <laughs> night. How, how, do you get, how do you blow, and I'm talking about the power, and I love Mike Leach, and, and I've gotten to know Mike well over the years. How do you blow a 32-point lead? in the third quarter at home to a bad UCLA team. Because because your system does not allow you to run out the clock and, 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 exactly. and put the game away. To, you know, to, I mean, play, to you, play time possession and say, you know what, we're not going to give you enough possessions. 
the rest of the game to right. win the football. Should, should ne- they should, UCLA should have never had the ball enough times to score there. I mean, that was like seven-on-seven seven football. That was like a summer seven-on-seven <laughs> really, really seven game, you know, where, where you're just you gotta, you got to move the ball 20 yards and you get points is what it turns into. That's And, look, and I know Tennessee fans are all about Mike. You know, they like Mike Leach. What could have been well, with Mike you, Leach? How could you not like Mike? Well, I mean, you know, he, he's, you know, he's an offensive genius when it comes to football. He's funny. He's got all those things. But to be elite, okay, to be a non-novelty, so to speak, okay, in, in this league or at the league that, 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 you know, when you're talking about the financial investment that's being made that you're trying to get to, I don't know, I don't know that he could ever get to the point where defensively he can help himself enough by what he needs to do offensively to win a close football game, to win a tight football game. I mean, you know. That's hard to do. That's hard to give up a third. You I, know what's I even know, harder? I don't know that we'll ever see a guy throw seven touchdown passes nine. and lose. Or nine, nine. And lose. Nine touchdown passes and lose a football game. I'm serious. It was like the the seven-on-seven seven finals at the Elite 11 or something is what it was You're, like. You only know reminded me of the old Hubs backyard games <laughs> when you were a kid. You knew you never punted on fourth down. Two you completion went, look, first down. You went on fourth down every time, but it was just – they, they call it the Pac-12 after dark. That was the Pac-12 in the twilight zone yeah. is what that was. Yeah, that, I mean, I don't know if we'll ever see anything like that. And I had, I had to do sort of our wrap-up power rankings for ESPN last night, so I had to stay up. I got to play. I got, you know, as our buddy Inky Johnson said, I didn't have to. I got to right. stay up late till about 3 o'clock and watch that game. And I'm still, you know, this morning I got up early, went to church, and I'm still on the way to church scratching my head said, did, did Washington State really blow a 32-point lead in the third quarter? And have a quarterback who set a school record with nine touchdowns and lose the football game. Yeah, over 500 yards, nine touchdowns, and got beat. That's what to me. That's that's the beauty of college football. Is every week, seemingly, there's something like that. There's that final play that Pitt ran last yesterday to beat UCF, right. the, the the national champions for two years ago. Right. I'm sure the Alabama fans. Right. I, 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 well, it's a joke. I'm joking, right. but, but still. But but then and then, and if and I don't know if anybody watched it. What what Tulane did on Thursday night right. is, is just is is the essence of the beauty of the game. You know where you think it's over, you're going to go to overtime. They run a little trick play, and then all of a sudden, bam, they hit something. Now, you know, BYU fans are talking about that because they did it to Tennessee, and it's heartbreak for Tennessee. But but that is the love affair and the hate that you have for college football as a fan. If you don't have a if you don't have a vested interest in it, you love those moments. If it's your team, you're either in euphoria or you're you know in complete and utter misery. But that's why everybody loves the game and keeps coming back to it every Saturday. All right, let's take our final break here on the Nation. He is Brent Hubs. I'm Chris Slow. We're at the Texas Roadhouse here at the Knoxville Center. We'd love for you to come by here, have a steak, eat a baked potato, let's talk a little Vols football, whatever. But we'll be back here for the final segment on the Nation in just one minute. Hey, fans, this season, enjoy the refreshing taste of Coors Light at Dos Equis. Coors Light, the world's most refreshing beer. It's made to chill. And Dos Equis, the official beer sponsor of the college football playoff. Both these great brands distributed across the volunteer state by Cherokee Distributing. Celebrate responsibly and 21 means 21. There's something out there for you and me. And the American road is calling so What's it gonna be? Hey, it's an amazing day Traveling our own highway No matter where it leads us We can smile Cause it's leaning in the mind Marathon, fuel 
fueling the American spirit. When Chrissy Ray and Chuck Tunkin founded Mortgage Investors Group in 1989, the idea was simple. Help people realize the American dream. 29 years and 115,000 clients later, Mortgage Investors Group is the number one lender in Tennessee. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to do your mortgage, but it does take a promise. At MIG, it is their joy to keep promises. Go to MIGonline.com and let them get started on your American dream today. MIG is an equal housing lender. Mortgage license 109111. Hey, Tennessee fans, there's a new player in town. Your favorite Blue Bunny ice cream is now available in Neyland Stadium and at Thompson Bowling Arena. It's time to sack your sweet tooth with Blue Bunny. Made in the ice cream capital of the world, Blue Bunny offers more than 500 varieties of ice cream and novelties. Look for your favorite Blue Bunny products at participating retailers across the state or at concession stands inside Neyland Stadium and Thompson Bowling Arena. Sack your sweet tooth with Blue Bunny. The world's most interesting beer is now available this season at Neyland Stadium, the home of the vaults. Enjoy the excitement of Dos Equis Cerveza at your watch party tailgate and now at University of Tennessee home football games. Dos Equis is the official beer sponsor of the college football playoffs, so it's the perfect beer for fall Saturdays in Big Orange Country. Brewed since 1897, it's all about tradition, just like college football. So keep it interessante at Neyland with Dos Equis. Please enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Distributed across Big Orange Country by Cherokee Distributing, proud supporter of UT Athletics. This is The Nation, presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted on location by Texas Roadhouse. Now, back to Chris and Austin. All right, we welcome you back into the final part of tonight's show, The Nation. Good to have my main man, Brent Hub, sitting in for the vacationing Austin Price as he's down somewhere. I say he's probably standing in line for Dumbo the Flying <laughs> Elephants right now with the Price Girls. What do you think? It could be. Some, somewhere he, in that vicinity, he's somewhere in a park that requires um, requires a wristband to get in with a, with some ears on it. As he travels back from the great state of Florida, we want to remind fans that for the best selection of Big Orange merchandise, touchdown at Hound Dogs in West Knoxville, locally owned and operated. Hound Dogs is your one stop shop for all things Big Orange. To find out more, text HD Radio to six four six zero zero. That's HD Radio to six four six zero zero. And it's time to get geared up for game day. Just think hound dogs Brent. i was thinking about this going to the game saturday right. i think i may have even tweeted i think we, we we actually discussed it the 10 years ago when florida and tennessee played and i thought i thought a lot about this because i spent a bunch of time with your, your 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 buddy lane kiffin for the 10 years after lane kiffin left tennessee but he so 10 years ago going into the game saturday he was lane kiffin was a head football coach at tennessee this is just sort of to put in perspective how much has changed in a decade Urban Meyer was Florida's head football coach. Tim Tebow was Florida's quarterback. The only head coach at that time who's still at his same school in the SEC was Nick Saban. Think about that. Well, it tells you what this league's about. It's a win. It's a win in a hurry. High stakes, high demands, great expectations. League is what is what it is, and that's what that's what the fans have come to expect. That's why three years is that number, that magical number it seems like everybody's looking at. Um, and and that's, that's why this is a really interesting um, landscape in time for Tennessee because, as Andy Staples was talking about, it's going to take longer than that. So where is the patience level? And, and I'll throw this back to you, Chris. It, it, you've got an, if you're Tennessee, you've got an off week, and then you know the gauntlet that's coming. If you're Jeremy Pruitt, what are you trying to fix realistically 
or in trying to solve over the next two weeks, and what can you give this Tennessee fan base over the course of the next month? We're not going to be favored in a football game, probably. What what do you give them to give them hope and optimism? Well, the first thing I do is I make sure that I don't lose my team. And, and it's you know you want to practice hard, you know you want to challenge guys, and I think the staff too. You want to make sure that, that, that it does not become so toxic. You know, because remember, you got an off date. You think there's going to be some guys thinking about the transfer portal right. this week? And, and maybe if some of those guys are thinking that, maybe that's what they need to do. I'm not saying that that's not a good thing for them and or Tennessee on occasion. But I think you want to be firm. You want to challenge guys. But you also want to make sure that they know that you still got their back and you feel like that this is a team that can get better, push the right buttons to make sure they do get better. I mean, you, you want to see this team get to a position where young guys, and I said this, you asked me back in August, I mean, where even though with some of the embarrassing losses that you see in late October and early November, you see young guys playing better football and playing with more confidence, playing cleaner football. I think it starts right there, Brent. This team, this team is not good enough nor deep enough. They don't have the difference maker, clearly a quarterback, to play the kind of sloppy, turnover play football that they play penalties they've got to play cleaner football that's that's where it starts if they're going to win some games and get better and be in games in the fourth quarter you can't have and i'm not just i'm not picking on him because this guy's a dog and he's played his butt off the whole time but you can't have your best receiver juan jennings letting a touchdown pass go through your hands in the end zone and be intercepted you know you can't turn the football over in the red zone you can't have penalties to back you up on first and second down. You can't get in the red zone, period, and keep coming away empty-handed. You can't defensively let guys run behind you time and time and time again, whether it's a blown assignment, whether it's not getting lined up. You can't have situations where you're having to call timeout and use a couple timeouts in the second half on defense because you can't get lined up. I think it starts, though. that's where it starts, is playing smarter, more disciplined, cleaner football. That's where you start to make your most improvement. Well, and they look, they've had six 15-yard dead ball personal foul-type penalties the last two football games. Penalty numbers have gone up every game that they played this year. So you got to get – you're right. you got to get that part under control and hurry. I think the other thing, too, is you, you got to figure out who your 22, who your 30 guys are that you're going to play with. And, and, you know, you're changing your lineup every week in so many different ways. you got to stop some of that business, I think. And, and – and at some point over the next three or four weeks, you've got to create something that you're hanging your hat on. When somebody says, this is Tennessee, this is who they are, and this is kind of what they're trying to become. Right now, I'm not sure anybody knows what that is, you know? And, and I think that's something that's going to be really interesting to see. You've got four games under your belt, so what can you become offensively this year? Look, I'm not talking year three, year four. I'm talking about for the next two months to, to – to, to percolate some interest, to be able to go out and recruit some people, you know, to keep some keep fans engaged and everything right. else. What are you going to find in the coming weeks that you can hang your hat on and say, this is who we are, and this is where we're going? We've got about a minute left. And, and listen, everybody, you know, the quarterback's such a lightning rod, and, and, and Garantano clearly has not played great football, but he's hardly the only thing wrong with his football team. But I think they got to find a way to get Maurer some time and see what he can do in games. You give him some snaps. And, well, you script that out, you carve it out, 
play them both. But I think you got to at least see what he can do in games. Well, you opened that up yesterday to now. Right. I mean, after spending three months telling everybody, Jared's your guy. Even last week, Jared's our guy. It's not a quarterback deal. We, you know, we're smarter than you guys are. We know more than you guys know in the media. So, Jared's our quarterback. Playing simple, he wasn't your quarterback to start the second half yesterday in, in Gainesville. So now that's become a quarterback competition. You, cre- I mean, and you needed to. Don't get me wrong, but you, you but. You created a quarterback competition last week, yesterday, and it's got to continue moving forward. And clearly they didn't think that they thought Mowers was the guy to start the season. He'd have been the guy. And played better. And coaches, that's what I always say. Great to be back with you, Brent Hubbs, here at the Texas Roadhouse and Knoxville Center. Certainly hope Austin Price and his family get back safely on their adventure down in Florida. But we'll be seeing you guys audience next Sunday right here on The Nation. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to The Nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of Rivals and VolQuest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted by Texas Roadhouse. Sponsored by Mortgage Investors Group. Celebrating 30 years and the number one lender in the state of Tennessee. Learn more at MIGonline.com. By Texas Roadhouse. Your home for legendary food and legendary service. 12 area East Tennessee restaurants. By Marathon. Discover how a full time of freedom from Marathon will take you wherever you go. Marathon, fueling the American spirit by Tennessee LASIK Associates, proud supporter of the Tennessee Volunteers. See the difference with Tennessee LASIK by Blue Bunny Ice Cream, available in Neyland Stadium and Thompson Bowling Arena, and by Dos Equis, the official beer sponsor of the college football playoff. Keep it interessante and please enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Distributed across the volunteer state by Cherokee Distributing. The Nation is also brought to you by... Join us again next Sunday across the Volunteer State for more news on college sports.